Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Listen, and I'll illustrate. Are you listening? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never done that. That's how to buy into an apple. apple. Yeah, it's a good Macintosh. I got it at the airport the other day. I forgot I had it. No, I I could never figure out how to do it. It's really not hard, John. I turned the apple kind of I, sideways. I so. figured I'd break my teeth. Wow. It just seemed too complicated. It's not that hard. Apple tissue isn't that difficult to penetrate. Uh, <laughs> ah, it's National, I'm sorry, Worldwide Vegan Day. So yep. we're celebrating here with an apple. Thanks, right? man. Yeah. Deborah Mark sent out a photo of that, John holding that, an that apple. That is a funny photo. It is. <laughs> You look you look thrilled. <laughs> look like look, I'm you're worshiping the apple. A listener said, John, it's an apple, not a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your chance for some money is less than fifteen minutes away. We got that keyword for you. So you listen up for what the word is, and then John will tell you how you enter coming up around four. Yeah, I'll just tell you what to do with it. Um we are now gonna talk to Greg Totten. He is the chief executive officer for the California District Attorneys Association. Uh, there's a lot of insanity going on. It is hard to keep up with, uh, but uh, <laughs> the California District Attorneys Association uh, wants to know why the state prison system is releasing violent prisoners who, haven't, who have not even earned enough rehabilitation credit to get out of prison early. And yeah. uh, they've reoffended and committed even more serious crimes in some cases. Prisoners are supposed to earn credits for good behavior under Proposition 57, but that does not appear to be the case. In a series of reports, Julie Watts of CBS News revealed the process by which the Corrections Department is releasing prisoners and it appears to be hidden from the public, arbitrary, and dangerous. And one of the cases that's cited is Smiley Martin. Remember that name? He's the shooting suspect from up in Sacramento, the mass shooting from earlier. Yeah. Yep. Funny how that and, coverage just died down. He got enough good credits, even though apparently he was fighting all the time with uh, inmates. Well, yeah, they're fake credits. That's why we've got to talk to Greg Totten here, because that Smiley Martin case made it obvious that they're just making up this credit nonsense. 
because that guy was in 10 different fights. Uh, Greg, are you there? I am here. Uh, happy to be with you today. Uh, yeah, what we've got, what we've got is uh, a, a group of uh, bureaucrats who are unaccountable, who are making decisions behind closed doors with virtually zero transparency to release very dangerous offenders like Smiley Martin back into our streets. And we should not be surprised that violent crime is increasing, that our homicide rate is uh, has been escalating really for the last three years. These um, early releases seem more focused on reducing state prison population than they do protecting the public. And we, uh, as an association, we represent about 3,500 prosecutors, uh, all but one elected district attorney, and we're calling attention to this issue. We, we want to both demand from CDCR an explanation for what, frankly, is inexplicable in terms of the dangerous decisions they're making, and we also want to educate the public uh, to understand uh, what these bureaucrats are doing and demand a stop to it. Talk about the Smiley Martin case. What did he do to end up in prison to begin with? He committed a very aggravated act of domestic violence. And while he was uh, in prison, he assaulted another inmate. He, he had been, um, you know, the analysis on him had been, don't release this guy. He's too dangerous. The district attorney in Sacramento had urged that he not be released. Uh, he gets, uh, again, for reasons that are hard to understand, he gets credits for uh, programs that uh, he wasn't fully engaged in. He wasn't committed to participating in, and he's suddenly out. And I read in one news which, story that he was in a number of fights and disputes in prison, that he was always in yes. trouble. Yes, that has been in the in the reports. This this guy was not somebody you would consider a high performing state prison inmate. He was. Uh, he was a problem. Is there just official. one explanation that they just want to dump all the bodies out of prison and and, I, all, I think, and all the formulas and the good credit rehabilitation scenarios? It's just eyewash. It's just a cover story. They, they, they want to get rid of everybody. No more prisons. They're slowly yeah, abolishing I mean, the prison from the inside. I think if there was a degree of intellectual honesty on this, they would admit that. But uh, obviously, they, uh, through smoke and mirrors, try to say there's other purposes, rehabilitation, and these people were sentenced to too long of sentences. We have other examples. Well, uh, did, did, didn't they get this power from Prop 57, which the voters passed a few years ago? That gave them uh, carte blanche to completely eviscerate uh, the, the prisons? It certainly broadened the power of CDCR bureaucrats to grant early releases for credits and other considerations, but uh, we, we think we think they're hell bent on going beyond even what Prop 57 uh, authorized in terms of credits for uh, programming and things of that sort. You know, to, to rehabilitate somebody, they have to they have to serve their sentence. They have to during that time, participate in programs that can often last a year to 18 months. Do they actually, so, let, me, let me ask you two questions here. They're connected. Do they really attend these programs? And do these programs actually work? Do they really do any good? Or again, this is all just for a press release to pretend to the public I, that uh, they're making the world safe. 
I don't, I don't think these programs really work, and I don't think these guys even go very much. I think it's all a hoax. Well, uh, the statistics seem to bear out what you're saying. I mean, in, in many of these cases, we're seeing people who have allegedly participated in programs commit more serious crime when they get out. We've, you know, we've got a career arsonist who, who committed, I think, close to 18 arsons in Yolo County who was sentenced to 40 years. He's winding up getting out after a little less than 14 years and uh, at great risk to the public. Uh, we've got another guy in El Dorado County who committed multiple, multiple residential burglaries, was sentenced to 30 years. This was a career criminal who had been in and out of prison for more than two decades on uh, gradually escalating crime. He gets a 30-year sentence and, and is being released after five. For somebody with the magnitude of those problems, to expect that after serving a very markedly reduced sentence, they're going to suddenly be rehabilitated, I think is simply, um, you know, a false premise. And it's now, something that the public has to rise up and say we've had enough. Yeah, Greg, and talk about uh, another doozy of a piece of legislation. Senate Bill 1391 deals with juveniles convicted of crimes as adults. And there's a report here that a convicted murderer by the name of Daniel Marsh who apparently was just days short of his 16th birthday and committed a terrible double homicide, could actually be getting out early? Explain this story. Yeah, this legislation essentially allowed the early parole of uh, individuals who, as juveniles, committed crimes that were very aggravated and for which they were prosecuted as adults under then-existing uh, law here in California. And this allows for the early release. The issue that is being litigated now is, is the retroactivity of 1391. And that's, that's being heard in the Third District Court of Appeal. Uh, if it is deemed fully retroactive, David Marsh will uh, be released in, well, he got in a matter of months. He killed an elderly couple. He did. It was, he Correct. stabbed them 120 times. And he got 52 years to life, but he could be out after only 10 years. And, and Correct. One more thing. He said he got an exhilarating feeling after he stabbed them 120 times. Now, this Correct. guy is the worst of the worst. He admitted he enjoyed killing this poor couple. I, I, I No, guy, because he was under 18, John. He didn't know what he was doing. This guy's up for early release after 10 years when he should be there till he dies. It's, it's gotten this bad. This is as bad as it can get. Why, why not let out just all the convicted murderers? If you're going to let this guy out, let them all out. They have changed our law of murder so that uh, unless you're the actual killer, it's hard to hold what? Uh, these individuals what? accountable. Let me ask you something. The the, this, this movement. And it infects Newsom, the Democratic legislature. There's some DAs like George Gascon, like that nut in San Francisco who got kicked out of office. What do they want to happen to us? Do they want us all to die some horrible death with some crazy psycho stabbing us 100 times? That's what this is going gonna, is gonna to lead to, just more and more of this. Why do they want this? It's hard for me to speculate as to what their state of mind is, but the legislature does indeed seem hell-bent on reforming our criminal justice system in a way that benefits criminals and endangers the public. Is a this a like death David cult? Marsh, he, is this the legislature and the governor? Are they part of a death cult? 
against us? Well, I, I mean, what, what else is going to happen if you let this I guy march out? You know, trying to <laughs> trying to look into their minds. I think I think they think the criminal justice system is too harsh. Uh, the reality is, is the vast majority of people who are serving state pres- prison sentences are exceedingly violent and exceedingly dangerous, and they are there for a reason. Our state prison population at its high watermark was 175,000. We are now down to less than 100,000, and those people that are in prison need incapacitation through incarceration. Many of them, if they're released, we've seen study after study uh, uh, showing a, a, a regular recidivism rate of about 70 percent. So if you take a guy like David Marsh and you release him, do we realistically think he's going to, you know, he's, behave himself? He's going to go for the murder the high crime? again. He's going to go for that exhilarating feeling that he got stabbing the elderly couple 120 times. We we have to go. We're running behind, Greg. Thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, we appreciate Thank your you organization calling this out and bringing it to light. This is Greg Totten, Chief Executive Officer of the California District Attorney's Association. Thanks for coming on. And we've got Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Looking at the uh, Apple picture again of you, you look like a priest at the altar holding up the host. <laughs> This is the body of, doesn't it look like that? Uh, yeah. Like, well, I, I, some I, sort of a ceremony. I, I wasn't real comfortable. <laughs> You're right. I, yeah. You looked at it as if it was a foreign object. Yes. <laughs> I know. Well, their face is saying, get this away from me. Rarely have I held it, have I held an apple that long. Happy World Vegan Day, whatever Thank that you. means. It yeah. is World Vegan Day. So I think in support of World Vegan Day, everybody should have a vegan meal, at least one That's vegan right. meal today. Eat a vegan. Not eat a vegan. Yeah, I already failed at breakfast, so let me see. Okay, so you have dinner. I still have dinner to come, right? Yeah, so so why don't you go vegan tonight? Go vegan, Ken! Mm. I like (laughs) cheese. No, you can't. Well, you can buy vegan cheese. I don't eat that. Oh, Uh, Don't call it that. It's not cheese, then. John's right. Okay, then what do you call it? vegan mush. Rubber? (laughs) Vegan rubber. Vegan crap. I've seen it. It it looks like dyed rubber. Yeah. Okay, then forget. You don't need to even have any kind of fake cheese, Ken. You you like quinoa. You like kale. You like avocado. It's not you a can dinner, make a salad. though. That's what do you think I have every night? Well, look at you. <laughs> yes, look at me. Look what it's done to your brain. <laughs> Eric, you missed oh, your cue. Boy, that's a that's a hearty meal, huh? Nice. <laughs> kale and. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. Now, our last guest was important. And what I wanted to say about it is this. And we saw this with Jerry Brown in Prop 57 years back when he was governor. What they do is they sell the voters a bill of goods with these propositions. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be the non-serious, non-violent offenders who really got overcharged and over-sentenced. We're just trying to right the wrong. And so they'll be eligible for early release and good time credits. Then the prison system looks around and says... Not the thugs we got in here. So we have to rig this. So it looks like, you know, they're getting good time credits and they're not serious violent felons, but a lot of them are. Well, you know, because are... what's left in the prisons now, especially, is the really worst of the worst. Because they've released so many people already. Who could be left? It's got to be the really bad ones. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody wants these guys out. Like, if you told. A hundred people on the street. But they vote for these ballot measures because they they think it's, oh, it's a poor guy that got, you know, a victim of the injustice of our system. Why, after all this time on the planet, do people trust anything that a government official says, that any candidate says? 
we're now during election season, and this goes for both sides. And I see candidates holding rallies. And I see people showing up, sometimes by the thousands. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? You actually believe in this person to the point where you got in the car and you drove over there and you stood in line and you're going to spend an hour listening to prattle these prepackaged lines that have already been tested to elicit applause or laughter. You really doing that with your day? You really think this man or this woman telling you the truth? What is that about human nature? Like, how many times do you have to get hit in the head? I, I, well, I, I don't get it. I mean, you find me. If you got 100 people on the street, you can even go up to the homeless people. The Daniel Marsh thing. Stabbed that couple in Davis 120 times. 120 times. He might get out in 10 years. Who says that's a good idea? Show me that person. And he felt exhilaration when he stabbed him to death. Yes. Tell them that part of the story. They felt exi- he felt exhilaration. Now, well, but you got to make sure you tell him he wasn't quite 16 years old yet because that does touch some people. Who? Show me the person. Uh, they got to be out there because. I, 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 but but presumably there's a majority in favor of this. Presumably, yes. Yeah. We know that George Gascon but, feels this way, but, but that's about all I know. Because they lie with these proposition campaigns and the lies work. People don't read anything beyond the top line. They don't even see the top line until the day they vote. They see something like the Safe, uh, the safe uh, Neighborhoods and Schools Act. And inside of that is some cancerous piece of garbage, which actually lets out Daniel Marsh 40 years early. After I, I mean, I cannot believe how ignorant people are and how manipu- how easily manipulated they are, how, how credulous and gullible they are, how stupid they are, really. Right. That we when actually we- have a law that lets out Daniel Marsh is beyond comprehension. Well, when we come back, eh, COVID, the flu, now the big panic is over something called RSV. We'll explain what it is yeah. and why everybody's pretty worked up on it. Coming up after the news. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. An early reminder that we've got the Moist line coming back around on Friday, three days away. You have time to leave your messages, but if you've got something right now you want to say, you can use the iHeartRadio app with the microphone icon to leave the message or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. And a reminder that next Monday, the 5 o'clock hour, is the hour of candidates. If you're running for anything or you know somebody that is, pass on the message. They can get through, if they can get through on the phone lines. Uh, Yeah, you can't use the back lines. And you get 30 seconds to make your pitch for office. That's Monday, 5 o'clock hour, here on the John and Ken Show. Well, what are they calling it this year? The tridemic? Uh, COVID? The flu? And now we have RSV, which stands for respiratory. I don't know. What would you go with? Synxial virus? Sync? Sync? Synxial? That's what the S is. Synxial. Synxial? I guess. It is an infection that impedes the airwaves. It can particularly affect very young children because they have tiny airwaves. That's why... You're seeing the stories about pediatric units at hospitals being overwhelmed right now. You heard on the news with Deborah Mark that down in Orange County, they're already claiming that uh, they're getting pretty full 
the pediatrician-in-chief at Children's Hospital of Orange County. That's 334 beds. So filled children are being treated right in the emergency room as they wait for inpatient beds, sometimes for more than 24 hours. Now, RSV is not new. It is a common seasonal infection. You kind of ask yourself, then how come we're just, you ever heard of this, John, before this round of news stories? Uh, I, I've not seen. You've had small children, so maybe you've heard of it. I, I, I have heard of it vaguely. I, I've heard of RSV. I didn't really know what it was, though. And it didn't come up with my kids or anybody else's kids that I know. And most of the time, it's very mild. It is it, very it, mild. It's right. just another cold. So all. But you all could my, have, like you did with COVID, a small percentage of people that fall sicker. And well, that's why they what, sometimes have to go to the emergency room with it. What, what they think happened here is, uh, is all the parents who isolated their kids for over two years. Well, sometimes they had to because the schools were closed, the daycares were closed, and yeah, it was a bad idea because yeah. uh, be, because their uh, their immune systems didn't get exposed to a lot, and so now the immune system is is not prepared to deal with an RSV infection, and that uh, now the symptoms are, are are really strong because the immune system didn't develop when you get colds as a little kid or you get exposed to pathogens as a little kid. Even if you don't get sick, it stimulates you your immunity, immune system. Right. Yeah, it every, stimulates it. Right? it we'll recognize the invasion next time. Yeah, most of the time you don't get sick, and, and but every time it strengthens your system a little more and a little more. And you go two years without encountering the outside world. Yeah, you got a pretty uh, naked immune system there. Uh, here's an explanation: RSV predominantly affects the small airwaves called bronchioles that branch off from your bronchi in the lungs. They're tiny straw-like uh, tubules that can become blocked by even minuscule amounts of mucus, particularly in infants and young children. The smaller you are, the smaller your airways are, says one doctor. High-risk babies sometimes get a monoclonal antibody that can prevent infection, a drug that is so expensive, though it's rarely offered. And yes, nobody disagrees with what John said. The fact that the kids were not exposed to RSV the last couple of years because they did not have much interaction with other people is one of the reasons that we're well, seeing a spike and, in cases this year. And that's why you shouldn't be a dopey parent and walk your kid around with a mask on. I mean, we all saw two-year-olds and babies with masks. You're, but you're, don't you think they're going to do that now that they're scared of RSV and they don't want their child to, they're going to keep well, the you, mask on there for a few months it, here? Well, you're just going to perpetuate this this problem. Your kid yeah. has to experience life. They have to experience all the germs out there. And 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 there's no way. The schools never should have closed for these little kids because the kids weren't affected by COVID. Same thing at the daycare centers. And, and same thing uh, not having friends coming over and play. I mean, all that stuff was just ridiculous because there was no threat. And because you do something ridiculous, now there's a, a counter consequence. It's like now you're going you're gonna to get very ill from viruses that you should have immunity to. Right. Whenever you do something that's outside the normal evolution of how a life progresses, you pay for it somewhere down the line. Now, RSV in a typical year does actually kill 14,000 adults 65 and older. About 300 children under the age of five. 
It's just weird that never heard much about it. You know, you, you would think the way people panicked over COVID, they panic over 14,000 people dying a year from RSV. Because nobody publicized it as RSV. They it was probably know. just considered a cold, the flu. Pneumonia. Pneumonia, right. right. Now, now, now what, the, what, what the media does and the medical establishment does is they give you a catchy name for the stuff what, that we just called colds and flu. So we went from COVID, now we've got RSV. And, you know, they started naming the flus every year after uh, different geographical regions. Now, Pfizer announced that it does have an RSV vaccine that they can give to women during pregnancy that can protect infants from developing severe symptoms during the first six months after birth. So that's news that came out today, actually, uh, because this story in the New York Times about RSV talks about how we don't tend to have vaccines here, but they do have them in Europe. And they're going to start moving them quicker to this country to deal with this uh, situation. Um, According to uh, their vaccine research department at Pfizer, we're very hopeful everything can be done in time to vaccinate mothers before the next RSV season. But I don't know if you're going to vaccinate a two-year-old right now, necessarily. But uh, you know what? Take your kid out into the world. Do it from as soon as they're they're born. Let him, uh, you know, play in the playgrounds, play in the dirt, play with other kids, go over people's homes. Let let people cough and sneeze on them. And then they'll be much, much healthier in the long run. Yeah, in fact, there's no uh, way you can't build an immune system unless you expose yourself to pathogens. There's a doctor in this story that says, I don't want to say to parents, be scared or hide away because RSV is not new. And I think stoking that pandemic era anxiety is damaging. Get your shots. And if your kid, if your kid bikes, put a helmet on them. So it's not the time to go wild at the trampoline park. But people see people's nature now is to be uh, self-righteous about it. They think they're on a moral high ground by protecting their child, by masking them up or keeping them indoors and keeping them away. It, it's become like a whole uh, societal uh, neurosis. That's true. Yeah. You know, and, and, and none of this existed when I was a kid. None of it. And, and we all got colds and we all survived. And I just can't believe the level of hysteria that parents have over children now. It's just shocking. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI but AM six forty. Yes. At the same time, they allow tens of thousands of homeless people to be camped in the streets, giving children uh, yeah, trauma. Right. Yeah, right. PTSD. Amazing. All right, more coming up. Oh, we're going to welcome Joe Vranich back to the John and Ken show. Used to live in California, now lives in Pennsylvania. But he has the latest on a report out of uh, the Hoover Institution about companies leaving California. We like to cover this from time to time. As companies decide that things are better in other states, tax-wise, regulation-wise. This is a staggering number. 352 companies moved their headquarters from California in three years, from 2018 to 2021. 352. And we report on them from time to time, but these guys take a look at the real total numbers and get us a bigger picture of uh, this migration. We'll talk to Joe right after the news at five o'clock oh time for a little biden you know it's going to be the theme in the next hour and it's kind of grit my teeth when i say it looks like some politicians outside of california are borrowing from gavin newsom's playbook apparently joe has got uh, an energy advisor who's talking a windfall profits tax 
on the oil companies. On Monday, Joe tweeted, and I'm sure he sits there and sends out tweets. The oil industry has a choice. Either invest in America by lowering prices for consumers at the pump and increasing production, refining capacity, or pay a higher tax on your excessive profits and face other restrictions. Well, two things about that. He's virtue signaling because there is zero chance he's getting it passed. Congress is not even in session. And the Republicans are going to win in a blowout in a week. So this, yeah, this I is, think this he's is just not. trying to make noise and secondly, because he wants people to vote Democrat. They try to windfall profits tax under the last big loser of a president we had, Jimmy Carter. And what the oil companies did is they cut production. And then there was a gas shortage. And that caused prices to go up. And eventually Congress repealed it a few years later. So it's already a, a failed idea, idea, and he's not going to get it passed anyway. It's just a blustering old guy yelling on his porch. I, on his Twitter porch. Yeah, that's a, really it's all it is. And either he – in fact, he was around when it failed. That's what's funny. When he, when he pulls out these, these old chestnuts of uh, ideas that sound really dramatic and cool, it's like, yeah, let's tax the oil companies. Like, hey, Bozo, you were there 40 years ago when they did this. Remember it failed? Ooh, ooh. We'll talk about the other person next hour that borrowed from the Gavin Newsom playbook in putting out a debunked uh, scenario about crime in the United States. That actually there's more murders and crime in, quote, the red states. But that, we already told you, is BS because within those red states are Democrat-led cities that have all the crime. For example, That's a simple answer: Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. And also in Louisiana, cities like New Orleans, New Orleans. and Baton Rouge. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's an easy well, one to blow up. Yeah, Newsom, Newsom what, he doesn't know this? Because he's so lazy, or he, he thinks he can, uh, just by shouting it with his uh, phony bravado, he makes it true and people will believe it. So we'll tell you who that politician is and talk about them next hour. Uh, here's uh, some audio from Joe Biden, who seems to be confusing a couple of countries. And then in talking about the son that passed away, the good son, Bo. Well, let's listen. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, I think in Iraq because that's where my son died. The, uh, because he died. Because he died. Um, no, he messed well, his son up. did not die in Iraq. We know that. His son died in Washington, D.C. in a hospital of brain cancer. Yes, but By, Joe likes to tell people that he was exposed to chemicals in Iraq that gave him the cancer. Right. He has no proof of that. He just says that. He says that. Right. Um, That's the way he remembers it. He's also thinking that this is what year? The war in Iraq? Uh, Iraq was 2004. When George Bush. Was, yeah. yeah, George W. Bush was president. Yeah. Uh, you, this is 2022. Right. <laughs> this is 2022. But you notice, you notice the endless horse crap from these people. When inflation started, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, well, it's transitory. Uh, well, you know, it'll be over soon. Well, it's not that bad. Now it's like, well, it's everywhere. Uh, it was caused by the Russians. Of course, he neglects the five trillion fake dollars that he pumped into the economy with all his stupid spending plans. 
never mentions that in the role all that fake money uh, played in what driving you're up inflation. Is they're aware Tell the truth. that the polls are telling them they're in trouble because people are well, concerned about inflation in the economy. So they're trying to come up with talking points to dissuade people from blaming them. I heard a poll this morning, though, that a huge percentage of people are blaming Biden and the Democrats well, yeah, for inflation. Yeah, because it is them. Because people aren't idiots. We didn't have this two years ago. What changed from two years ago? They took over and they started spending trillions of dollars after the COVID crisis was over. Trump spent extra trillions during the COVID crisis. crisis. Then it yeah. went away. People went back to work. Businesses recovered. And then they piled on with every progressive wet dream being financed. Free checks. How many times did they give out rounds of free checks? <laughs> this is what they do in Argentina and Venezuela. It's, I've, I've looked up a lot of like historic inflation. It's always the same thing. The government prints too much money. That's what does it. So don't I, do that. I saw a story today that they believe that these rising interest rates can eventually combat inflation. But apparently uh, there is another 11 million job openings in the U.S., leading us to believe that employers are still looking for workers and not laying them off because there's still an appetite to, to buy things and spend money by people. So You know, I saw an article the other day, and I'm going to have to look for it, but it was why 100 million Americans are out of work. Here it is. And, and it was an inve investing.com, and they broke it down into categories. Do I have a minute here? Uh, more than 6 million people aren't working because, well, more than half are retired, okay? So you start there. Right. Then there were 6 million that don't have a job because they were caring for a child or an elderly person. There's another 7 million who simply didn't want to work. Uh, about a million people don't have transportation to get to work. 32 million people who aren't working are living off savings. They're withdrawing from retirement accounts or money from selling assets. Another 26 million are living off credit cards or loans. 12 million, dollar, 12 million people are borrowing from family or friends. 20 million wow. people are relying on government checks, unemployment, food stamps, uh. rental assistance. So you add it all up, you get 100 million people who aren't working. Where's the long-term plan there? I don't get it. Or they're waiting for something big to happen, and in the meantime, they don't want to work because they want to focus on that big thing? No? I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just watching television. <laughs> what a world we live in. Yeah. They're streaming all the latest hits. Yeah. Well, who do you think is watching? They're tweeting. All these streaming channels, right? 500 cable channels, all these websites, all this social media with billions of people. When do you think they're doing it? They're doing it all day because they're not well, working. The 100 a, million people you just uh, met. That's a, almost a third of the country sitting home right now and doing these are, nothing. These are not retired people. These are people of working age? Half of them are retired. Okay. Well, all right. That makes some sense. I mean, retired people don't need to work if they don't want to, if they can manage it. But that's but, why there's a, a, but if you have a hundred million. But when you say retired, are some of them 50 or <laughs> some well, people want, some people like to retire at 50. They do. I th it, it may be. It may be. I and read about a guy that did retire at 50 and uh, he's, he's making it. He's now in his sixties and he retired at 50. So. What does he do all day? Uh, that didn't come up in the story. Yeah, that's always it was just about point. how he's been able to keep his finances and keep this going. But, but I, the numbers, 26 million using credit cards or loans, 12 million borrowing from their family and friends.
that can't last. It, it, it just can't. Yeah, I know. It's like the guy that kites checks or commits some sort of bank fraud. He's, he, he, sooner or later, it all falls apart. All right, coming up next, we are going to be talking to Joe Vranich again. Uh, he's put out a report. Uh, he's with Spectrum Location Solutions. He's the president, along with a fellow at the Hoover Institution on the companies leaving California. The latest numbers. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.